0: Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon.
1: Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode.
0: Hi, welcome to the Endless Honeymoon podcast. This is now a solo podcast. It's uh, just me, Natasha Legero and
1: uh hey Han, what are you up to in here
0: i would never do a so- solo podcast
1: did you burp in the middle of saying <laughs> no, that
0: i had some of your nicorette and it makes you cough
1: why are you chewing nicorette during the <laughs> podcast taping You get walk...
0: energy how do you have so much energy I... mosha stays up till 3 30 every morning and then gets up at 8 with a baby like how do you do that
1: i don't know i i got extra batteries i guess i've always been a very energetic boy but i'll tell you what <sighs> i, I walked down like cocaine still do coke Who's stopping no, you? I just There's no like... better look than Coke Mom. <laughs> That's one of the best looks out there.
0: <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Like every night at dinner, I like to h- ask Moshe. I ask everyone at the table, which is just Moshe and a two-year-old, what their favorite parts of the day were. And no one really listens to me. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I know. But today I knew we're kind of like getting to the end of uh able are uh, the end of our uh ropes i guess like when you when you, one of the positive things that happened to you today was that you were like mom let me watch the fights
1: that was a highlight for me i know but i feel the bad, fights like- were on and you were like it's all good go watch them that was really nice actually the scene tonight in uh here and just to break the fourth wall of this podcast a bit we we watched tv in the same room that we taped this podcast in so the the if you're watching on YouTube, you're actually seeing what I look like when I'm watching TV. It's pretty wild. But anyway, <laughs> Natasha came down with the kid, uh, our child, or actually Natasha's child, and um, and they watched Mary Poppins on the big TV while I watched the UFC fight on my little laptop. And that was, it was sweet. It was quite a scene. We ordered pizza. Pizza arrived. Uh, we dri- I tried a new place. It was called uh, uh, Mr. Dry Coffini's. Uh, and... <sighs> I also, the COVID-19 special?
0: I almost played her Trolls because she kept saying she wanted to watch that.
1: Oh, you were going to play Trolls 2? Yeah. You were going to purchase Trolls I was going to
0: purchase Trolls 2. Shoot. And then I made her sit through Mary Poppins no, no, and no. it was pretty that boring. That is
1: what happened. I was watching the fights and I kept hearing in, in my headphone. I had the full headphone and you know it's like fight, fight, fight. And then I hear Moja, Moja. <laughs> Every about five minutes. Moja. And I pop out an earbud. And I'm like, what's up? And she's like, I'm about to watch, to purchase Trolls 2 for $20. Can you talk me out of it? And so I did. I talked you out of it and then you flipped on Mary Poppins. You
0: said don't pay for inferior quality.
1: I said, yes, don't pay for an inferior product. Not that Trolls 2 is inferior. Shout out to Ron Funches. Seems like a great franchise. No, it
0: has nothing to do with that. It's more for me like not wanting to show her things like she's so young that move really fast and like... And then I feel like if she starts with Trolls 2, she'll never have the patience for uh Trolls 3, Mary Poppins. Three, 6,
1: 7, <laughs> 12. Then I pop my earbud back in.
0: I know. I'm sorry for bothering you.
1: I pop my earbud back in. What? 30 seconds later. Hey,
0: you Mata. know what? We all need distance. I pop the
1: earbud out. Where do I find Mary Poppins? <laughs> Tell it what app to go to. Pop the earbud back in. I'm over here trying to watch the fights while being a family man.
0: I'm sorry. Here's the thing. We all need distance to be happy. Uh, And we don't have it.
1: You and I do not have distance. We have distance from everyone else. But we are headed to the mountains. We're going to Mount Zion National Park very soon.
0: But I I wasn't done talking about like my lowest
1: point. Oh, what was your low point?
0: Yesterday, our daughter has started um, shitting during her nap and then wiping it all over everything in her room and that's happened three times now.
1: I didn't know you were going to talk about that on the podcast.
0: Well, I was going to tell you, well, because then I found myself yesterday for like an hour and 45 minutes scrubbing (laughs) shit, her shit that she... (laughs) She wiped all over a portrait that someone had painted of me that was hanging in her room. A
1: commissioned <laughs> portrait of her mom. She she was finger painting doo-doo, doo-doo mustaches on your little lip.
0: But I did. Chip Hope uh, had it made for me when I started. Comedy I felt and it bad. Was this Beautiful painting and I
1: felt bad. She screamed. By the way, I was in the middle of something and she screamed. "Moja!" and I came down and she had the child. She was holding the child like her head was balanced on her chest. And her ankle, she had the child by the ankles, and her ass, her shitty ass was up in the air. And she's like, I need help.
0: No, it was her feet because she was, she had had it all over her feet and was walking around.
1: Oh, she went for a shit shit stomp. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But I, so it took a very long time to disinfect it. So
1: I went in, I grabbed, grabbed the log. I will admit that I missed a, see, I missed a pile. There was a log and a pile, and I just didn't know. But I grabbed the log into a dog bag. I, I didn't really have an emotional response to it, but uh, Natasha, you were pretty distraught.
0: Distraught, disturbed. I've been pretty disturbed lately in general. Between racists, pedophiles, the pandemic, I, I don't know how much more I can endure.
1: Yeah, it was like four months of four years of Trump, four months of quarantine, four weeks of police brutality, and now it's been about four days of just the most vile sexual behavior in the com in the L A comedy community, I mean, I don't know what to say about. I don't think I want to do this.
0: I mean, you could just say that you know you you're it's it's upsetting to you. I mean, because it's like it really is like. I mean, as a woman, well, let me ask you this, Moshe. Did you get into comedy to pick up girls?
1: I think that's too simple of a read.
0: No, I hear you. I'm
1: just no, but, I'm just trying to say no, like I've as been a hearing w- a lot of that, and I think it's been really a fair critique. Like. Who are these guys who seem to use comedy as a, as a predatory mechanism to womanize? And, and
0: not just womanize like...
1: Yeah, the predatory, yeah. predatorily. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I probably shouldn't, especially in this podcast episode.
0: Um, thank you.
1: You're welcome. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, look, I was very promiscuous. For a long time in my comedy career, and and sure, I used uh, uh, the be- fact
0: that you got on stage, yeah, as-, as,
1: a, as a as a as a totem of power. And I'm sure that women were interested because I was funny and on stage and charismatic. And I and I made a thousand mistakes with women, and 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 treated people inconsiderately. And uh, you know, there's certainly there's certainly time periods in my life when I was younger where I was you know much less thoughtful and much less concerned with uh you know everybody's on a spectrum you know uh, all men are on this spectrum of this legacy of um kind of dehumanization that they are allow themselves to treat women with and as you get older if you're if you're a thoughtful person hopefully you shed some of that ugliness uh and by and large in defense of promiscuity as as an i say all that to say like uh, nobody's perfect no man is perfect uh, in their interactions with women uh that dates women nobody uh, but
0: men are horny they're too horny women don't do stand up to get
1: that is true
0: dick they're not trying to fuck anyone. They're not trying to fuck the managers at the comedy
1: clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I or said, the
0: waitresses. I always or said you can. Nineteen-year-old Vine stars that come to their show. To-
1: totally, I always say like that. You could tell the difference between the dichotomy between men and women. Uh, it can be typified in male and female comedians. I've never met a male comedian who hasn't fucked a fan. I've never met a female comedian who has it, it, it's that simple, but this is what I was gonna say all that aside that that, that no man gets out of the dating dance uh uh unscathed by you know the, the 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 misogynistic lessons that that they learn from growing up a boy you just it's just the way it is um but that said like It's possible to be promiscuous and not be a predator. Those are those are different. Even though all men fumble,
0: I understand.
1: Even though all men fumble when they're dating women, like I always tried to be a decent guy. Uh, I I I I, I'm sure I I failed some women and disappointed some women in terms of you know ghosting or being we're inconsiderate we're
0: not talking about that
1: no i know i'm trying to make a, a distinction is like it, and and i'm bringing it up for a reason because i mean like as me too hit there was a it, it, it was a a reckoning that every man should have done with their own sexual behavior even men that were you know on what they considered to be the right side of, of like feminism and and being a progre- being a progressive person and being a considerate person and being thoughtful and trying not to be a, a, a an abusive person which I definitely consider myself even I had to take stock of the way that I dated and think you know there were times when uh you know I was inconsiderate or there were times that where I used my 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 male sort of the, uh privilege to you know be to get a thing that it, to be less considerate than I could have been blah 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 what I learned about in the comedy community this week was so far on that, on the other side of that spectrum, it was I mean, stomach churning, you know? It was like straight up ab- abuse.
0: Well, what I was going to say, just yes, I agree with all of that, but also it just made me realize how pathetic people are because men love young women because they're so impressed by them
1: right there's these some guys,
0: of that these guys want i mean obviously there's also the issue of people having like like you know pining after untouched pussy which is disgusting
1: well but it's a it's and a, illegal
0: and but it's a it's a it's an ex- i can't really even like think about
1: it but it's an extension of what you're talking about it's like you know these these men that want to be worshiped well who's going to worship you more than someone who's you know mentally unable to think I'm being approached by a creep, this person's age. These are people who are so young that they were overwhelmed by the fame of the person that they weren't able to think like this is straight up wrong, right? But
0: but we have new things now with social media, which is that people will fine like he's people are looking at their who follows them so if if you're 16 and you follow a 30-year-old celebrity and that celebrity DMs you you're obviously going to think they're like George Clooney and treat them like they are just like the most like it's just and then the guys are preying on these women and I I don't know
1: I'm I, just trying to wrap my brain around DMing <laughs> a high school senior... Are you okay, Mosh? ...over and over again.
0: Well, that that is a little bit more of like, that's what you're into,
1: in my opinion. I know. But I'm saying like, it's like... Doesn't your self-preservation kick in at some point? You say...
0: Not if you're sick.
1: Not if you're sick. It's... I. Uh, you're normal. Thanks, babe. I mean... But beyond that, it's like it creates this environment where comedy clubs and shows in certain areas, and certain people's shows, become, uh, become the Serengeti. And the comedian is like the hunting lion. And that's not what things are supposed to be.
0: But I've always noticed that with guy comics, like there's a certain type of bro comic, which I'm not friends with. And they they're all very similar. They all kill. They go out on stage. They're like destruction all the way. They're all trying to date outside their league. It's just like a very like testosterone heavy. I'm just not friends with any of those people. But so you have these people. uh, Oh, I forgot where I was going with that.
1: You've noticed in the past that it's like a comedy show can be like a hunting ground.
0: Yes, yes. And these guys will like go, as soon as they get off stage, it took me like months to figure out why they were all hanging out at the back of the room right after their sets. And then I was like, oh, it's like they're right by the women's bathroom. And there was like one bathroom at the comedy store and all the guys, like if they destroyed, they would just stand there and just... But that's just like. But I've you know, I've hung
1: out at the back of the room I know, when I was single, saying, hoping hoping somebody would flirt with me. I don't know that that's I I don't know that that's necessary. and a lot of those
0: guys aren't doing anything wrong. I'm just saying that their their sex drive is very connected to like whatever's happening sure. with comedy. It, sure. Whereas like I'm not saying my sex drive is not involved, but like I it doesn't I am not preoccupied with sex when I'm like thinking about comedy.
1: You know. Like what we're talking about right now are the dynamics between men and women, and men, uh, you know, men's sex drive leading them to like, you know, try to sexualize every situation, et cetera, et cetera. But in reality, the stories that we're hearing, that's not really about the male sex. Well, maybe it is, but but it's a it's a it's it's a a, a monstrous version. So I, I I'm even thinking like. Every man, like I said, needs to take stock of their own behavior when it comes to sex and sexuality. You have to you, – you just if – you're, if you're a developed thinking person, you have to realize that you've been given you, – you've inherited a legacy of male sexuality that is very complicated when it comes to uh, the, your dynamics with women. And even though you know that you will fumble and, and, and have, uh, and have uh, missteps – it is on you, and it was. It has been on me to try to get better and to try to get rid of some of that uh, old way of thinking around sex and sexuality. But this is like, this is in the the realm of like. I, I hate the word evil because I think it's so trite and kind of like uh, you know magic. It's almost like a like like fiction, but w- it's not cool. You know. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's like no, but I mean, it's not moral. It's not kind it doesn't it's not a a a hiccup in being horny you know this is kind of what they talk about when they talk about like rape not being about um arousal it's about power you know i never really understood that when i was growing up i mean i knew my mom would tell me that and 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 i kind of understood the rhetorical point she was making but i was young and i was like but these guys are clearly horny they they're after sex but it's like when your sexuality becomes a spear point for you to victimize women. But forget. Like, I'm like young Mosh. What's that? I'm like young Mosh. You are?
0: Yeah. You're telling me now. It's not that they're horny. Like you're the oh, mother. I'm,
1: I'm, mo- I'm mom. Yeah. I'm, I'm B. And you're young Mosh.
0: I mean, I know it's not just that they're horny, but I do see that that drives so many guys.
1: Well, power and sex are all inextricably linked, especially for men. And it's like weaponizing your sexuality and dehumanizing women to such a degree that you can literally say, like, there's no way you roll through a town and fuck a 16-year-old or 17-year-old and 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 it doesn't leave some trail of destruction in your wake and the only way you can make your conscience okay with that is to not have a conscience about that to think these aren't real people these are vessels for my pleasure and uh uh it's disturbing and i'm just sort of gobsmacked because like you know th- th- it was someone i knew and it like it's like grosser that way even though it's naive to think I mean, I did not know about this. I mean, this is the reason that I'm describing it as a spectrum, is because as I've as I've had a chance to like think about this story breaking, and talk to some friends, like I think that like actual pedophilia is in another realm. Of, of sexuality it's 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 a it's a mental illness that's so so sort of frayed from normative human sexuality that i don't even consider it it, it doesn't really feel applicable but the stories that i am hearing and that i've been reading they feel like the end result of unchecked misogyny running rampant in your in your sexuality they feel um like connected to the worst parts of of male sexuality in a way that makes me really bummed you know and makes me like no i have no part of my sexual behavior has ever looked anything like that but have i been guilty in my life of behavior that if i looked back on it now was putting my horny desires above the care and compassion for another human being at points in my life yeah and isn't this the like end 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 result of that where it's like i want what i want I don't care. I know it hurts people, but that's the least... uh, And I'm going to seek it out. I'll seek it. I'll take it. It's mine. I want pleasure. It doesn't matter to me that it leaves a wake of destruction. It doesn't matter to me that it's... It's illegal. Yeah, that it's illegal.
0: That these people will be fucked up for the rest of... I mean, most importantly, that these people are going to be fucked up for the rest of their lives. A lot of them.
1: Do you think that's true?
0: I don't know. Maybe. I mean... Especially if if you're still thinking about it, and then you come forward like a few years later, and right. you know it's been weighing on you, and then you wonder, and then what happens is things might not be going well when you're 30, and then you're like, maybe it's because of that. Maybe I'm fucked up. Maybe I'm worthless. I don't know. I mean, it's it can't be great,
1: right? Totally. Well, it sets up this thing where, at a very young developmental age, someone is telling you that you are you are there to be used and you're there to be run through and you're there to 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 pleasure me and it's it is stomach churning but even more than stomach churning as a man it's like have i participated in this spectrum have i you know i was just thinking you know watching all these uh female comedians like i i I think i've been uh, pretty conscientious my my whole career about uh, you know being a decent guy um, especially to co-workers and making comedy kind of a safe place or whatever but just reading these tweets from female comedians like talking about like especially I, i don't know why maybe this is just like pathetic and selfish like reading in some of these articles that some of these were young comedians that were like seeking out mentorship from comedians that they looked up to and then to have that mentorship twisted into some kind of like I'll, oh, yeah you know you can hang around me but if you know only if you fuck me there's something so twisted about that and, uh,
0: and a quick shout out if you are looking for a mentor and you're a young comedian go with the woman
1: yeah do go with the woman. i mean that is definitely better advice maybe for the for the foreseeable future n- no male mentors
0: <laughs> i'm available for mentorship Honey, I have a question. You, do you always wear two different socks? I've
1: been doing that, and thank you for bringing that up during it, this it, episode. You don't you're not feeling it? it? I've been doing that.
0: Truly looks like you couldn't find cuz they don't really even go together. Let at me all. tell
1: you, they're related, they're interrelated problems. I couldn't find matching ones, but then I was thinking it might be kind of a cool look cuz I got a kind of a funky look if I did.
0: But you're just you're just saying that to make an excuse for the fact that I think it's both. It's not
1: i i th- I think it is well anyway, thanks for bringing that up. sorry if this was rambling or unclear, you know, but it's um you're doing a good job, Mosh. hey, thanks you too We've I mean how made... do you feel but how but how do you feel? you're a female comedian like how, how
0: I mean I don't hang out with bros. I've always been a natural enemy to the bro.
1: you think it has to do with broness slightly, maybe you're right
0: I mean not not pedophilia, not not sickness but i do think that bro culture is just something very unique that like i'm just like i find abhorrent
1: sure yeah sure
0: and i don't know if you heard but they like to like
1: have sex i like to have sex well but i just that's how did cool how, how did i figure out a way to do it i mean over the years i i have had to unlearn a thousand um a, a thousand ill-conceived ideas ab- about sex and sexuality and women and 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 feminism and all that stuff. And I'm like, uh, I consider myself a pretty enlightened guy. Imagine you're rolling your eyes every time somebody says the word feminism. Imagine what, what attitudes you haven't faced and addressed. It doesn't spring out of an organic mind. Like, you know, oh, everything's normal. Everything's going completely regular i've got a really healthy relationship with gender and sexuality but i think i'm gonna like you know hound 50 17 year olds everywhere i go on the road and see if i can get them to fuck me and never talk to them again um that's the end that doesn't come out of nowhere it comes out of like a a whole verdant field of like attitudes and and sideways uh comments and jokes and 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 an, a generalized attitude that women are not w- worth the respect that you would accord that's why everybody always brings up this thing what if it were your daughter it's like what a sad bar right it's like it's got to be your daughter for her to be a human being right it's got to it, it has to be like someone someone you humanize and you because you can't dehumanize your family. It's your mom and your daughter, you know. As a father of a daughter, I care, you know, that's almost like a cliche joke. As a father of a daughter, I I I too am a feminist. I finally I I do that on stage. You know? I go, I say, I just had a daughter, so you know I finally care about feminism, right? Or something like that. I don't know. It's funny on stage. I'm
0: sure I would laugh harder on it's stage. It's
1: a whole thing on stage. Trust me, it's really good. But it's like it's that idea. Is like, well, your daughter is a human. And The dehumanization necessary to be able to physically victimize someone in that way doesn't start when your dick gets hard. It starts way before that. You know, it starts in indoctrination, it starts in childhood. You know, when I was a fucking kid, I, we played the, in elementary school, we played the booty grab game at Piedmont Avenue Elementary School in Oakland. We were running around, and this is first or second grade.
0: Booty grab?
1: Grabbing the girls' asses.
0: (laughs) Was Did the teacher...
1: They had a fucking complete intervention.
0: Oh, I thought like the teacher was suggesting it.
1: (laughs) No, it wasn't a recess activity. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was like some organic game from the minds of Oakland. That it would be funny to run around and just like grab the girls' asses. These little kids. And... Um, I was a teacher at the time. No, I'm just kidding. I was a student and they sent in like an intervention team. I remember this very clearly. They like hired outside people to come in, sit us all down and tell us why this was inappropriate. But where do we get that idea from in the first place? You know, why Why did we think that that was a thing that you would do? You know, it's like I was raised by a single mom strong feminists taking me to like pro-choice rallies when i was a baby and and, a and you
0: were still playing booty grab i was recess. still playing
1: booty grab so it's like so yeah all
0: you can do is stop the cycle and teach your kid how to you know well she's a woman so that's good but you know
1: she probably won't be playing the booty grab game
0: but but just yeah i mean learn
1: i think a lot of people think like that it's like the problem is an individual but the problem isn't an individual that's the uh, that's that's the explosion of the problem you know the fuse that's the firecracker going off but the fuse is everywhere you look
0: let's call kira in los angeles hello kira hi kira Hi. How are you? Natasha and Mosha. Hi. So nice to talk to you guys.
1: Same here. Well, you're just a, a stone's stro- st- throw away. Where, where in L.A. are you?
2: I am in Sherman
1: Oaks. Oh, uh, well. A whole world apart. Kira, why, <laughs> why do you contact us? How can we help?
2: Well, I contacted you guys because um, I had a question and I thought that you guys could help.
1: Okay, yes. I, Tell um, us the question.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, I'm engaged and my fiance is a Muslim and I converted to Islam, which I should preface by saying that like I chose to do that and nobody coerced me or anything like that. Wait,
1: we're That's not <laughs> we're not the Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> it's okay.
2: That's what I say about Judaism no. too. Oh, really? See, I'm so fascinated by that because everybody asks me, like everybody, even my friends that are like chill and super liberal they're like but really though like somebody like they they, they made you do that like you had to do that and i'm like no
1: <laughs> well let me ask you were you interested in well i don't know what your question is yet but now i'm curious about your life were you interested in converting <laughs> to islam before you met your your fiance no okay got it got, so they did well, yeah it'd be crazy if they made you convert Aren't they kind of asking yeah. you think it's kind of Islamophobic. You don't think they're Wait, saying Wait,
0: what's what's the issue?
1: Well, there is no issue. I'm making an issue. Oh. You don't you <laughs> don't think they're saying, "Oh, did you do it because he wanted you to do it to get married to him?" Or do, or do you think they're saying, "Oh, in that culture, don't they force the women to do that?"
2: Yes, yes, that. The latter. Got it. Got, <laughs> it, got it.
1: Got it. Okay. With the
2: latter <laughs> my friends are kind of like, "Oh, like really? That that's a little extreme to have to have gone and on that, right. Um, so I grew up evangelical.
1: Natasha definitely. <laughs> evangelical Natasha definitely does not get that reaction when she says she converted. Right. No. Yeah, that's in, that's very interesting.
2: Really? Okay, that's the So that's fascinating.
1: Oh yeah, no people. When she says, "What do they do when people?" When you tell people you converted to Judaism,
0: they're like, "Oh, cool, congratulations."
1: <laughs> <laughs> right there is a the dichotomy of where we're at in this country. I feel like. So they right, say to Natasha, exactly. they say to Natasha, congratulations. They Mazel say to tov. you, they say Mazel tov, and to you, they say, Are you okay? Do you need me to send someone?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly.
3: Rough.
1: Okay, so so what's the question?
2: Um, okay, so I grew up evangelical Christian. Yikes! And are you okay?
1: <laughs> Do you need me to send help? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That would have been more appropriate. <laughs> um, and my family, they still really are, and they are, you know, good people. Um, but they're also, you know, very Christian and like Trump supporters. And
1: oh, so they're stoked <laughs> on your religious choice.
2: Oh, so they actually don't know all the way. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. Uh-oh. laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy!
2: Like, like they know that he, <laughs> they know that he's a Muslim, and they know that I. Do not profess Christianity anymore, mm. so of course it would just be like logical that that would be like probably close, <laughs> but I right. haven't decided to call them up and ruin their day by <laughs> and you guys are getting married telling them we are getting married
0: are they down for the marriage? Are they interested in him as as your husband in general, regardless of religion
2: right so what that's where it gets into the call so they my parents had met him once and he is like everything that my super conservative parents like think that a man should be like you know he takes really good care of me he's you know a gentleman he like goes above and beyond and he wants to marry me and like all of the things that i was taught like you know if someone cares about you they'll do this so they you know were happy about that and their first meeting with him went really well um, but right before Christmas, my brother came out as gay.
1: <laughs> Why didn't you and... do it then? You should have just drafted, <laughs> drafted on the back of that. He could be like, guys, I'm gay. would be like, I'm Muslim. And then the whole thing would have been done in one evening. <laughs>
0: oh,
3: that was your
1: shot, dude. No. You fucked up.
2: No, because after my brother came out as gay, um, uh, my family kind of stopped speaking to both of us, to Why me you? and
1: my brother. Why you?
2: Um, because they already knew that I like, wasn't like a good Christian anymore. So when my brother came out as gay, I guess their logical assumption was like, you had something to do with
1: this. Oh, they thought you were like dangling dicks in his face, like a hip- hypnotist's uh, <laughs> pocket watch trying to get him into it.
2: My dad literally called and he was like, so do you know how this happened? And I said, I, I, dad, I, I don't have anything to do with that. <laughs>
1: Okay. Oh, man, they're having a... So, this is a rough one-two punch. I can't imagine a rougher one-two punch for an evangelical Christian family. <laughs> the son's gay, <laughs> the daughter's a Muslim. <laughs> they're like, where did we go wrong? <laughs> oh,
0: man. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. I mean, listen, I am I think it's delightful that this is happening. But, okay, so what? how can we help?
2: So... Um, I thought to call you guys because you guys had an interfaith wedding or I guess not It would be the same as us like not interfaith like Natasha you converted to Judaism so I converted to Islam but you weren't originally Jewish you were Catholic right?
0: Yeah, but I mean I hadn't really been a practicing Catholic since I was probably got communion, you know, like I didn't really (laughs) consider my like I wasn't like I need to go to mass on Christmas Eve. (laughs)
1: I like your Catholic. I like your Catholic voice, by the way.
0: I was trying to be like from Saturday Night Fever or something.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you, what are you wondering about? Well, I, I'm very confused by your whole story because are you wor- wor- wondering about how to include your family in the wedding?
2: Yes, yeah, like. How, but wait how don't, do they, go, don't they don't
1: uh, they not talk to you? Shouldn't you probably yeah, they... deal with that problem <laughs> before you worry about throwing a hail mary in the um in the services
2: (laughs) so what i what i was curious about was like how do i go about like planning a wedding that includes like both my family and or both his family and then theoretically my family um while also understanding that there's like a possibility that they might
0: not come is there like a christian song that you can have sung at the that means something to you guys or like some kind of like uh, I don't know, like, like I think I've said this before, but like on ours, most I let my dad say something in Italian. Like, it was a
1: Jewish prayer that he said in Italian, but, but, but,
0: but to, that, to honor his religion, even though it was a Jewish wedding. But,
1: but hold on, before we go to get to that, I'm like, why are you worried about honoring your family who doesn't talk to you? I, I don't. Are do they not talk to you, or do they you guys have thawed a bit and now they're back?
2: It's like it's like they'll answer questions um, they'll answer questions or if i'm like hey happy mother's day like i love you they'll be like yeah i love you too or if i like send a message they'll be like oh thank you but in in regards to like engaging with like anything that's going on in life like we're not they're just kind of like okay that's nice for you
1: and 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 i have a few questions do you have any questions natasha okay i've Are you going to tell them that you are Muslim before you get married?
2: Um, (laughs) I I guess it would depend. (laughs) Yeah, probably. It would depend on the the situation, like the type of conversation with them.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, first of all, I will say that if you want to kill two birds with one stone, all you have to do is tell your parents you're Muslim and you don't have to worry about uh, making special dispensations for them at the wedding because they ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> they will not be attending. I mean, I don't mean to be flip, but like, and I'm sure they're nice people on some level, but they don't sound cool. Like, they don't talk to your brother anymore, too?
2: Uh, no, they only will, like, send him statements that are kind of like, hey, um, have you... <laughs> Like, have you thought about that this is a bad choice or like we're paying yeah, for you? Those like, are the, kind of conversion.
1: Guess what? Those are the <laughs> statements you're about to start getting from your family on a regular basis. Here's my advice. Oh, no, 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 no.
0: It's weird, too, because <laughs> usually, usually Trump supporters are like really open, cool people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think usually we would give you the advice that Natasha gave you. We've given it to people before, which is, you know... Find a way because my my to other to
0: honor and integrate
1: exactly to honor and integrate and Islam is a particularly easy religion despite all the bizarre stuff in the news cycle about Islam and Christianity. Islam is a particularly easy religion to do that with because they consider Jesus to be one of their prophets. So it's it wouldn't be very difficult to integrate a Jesus thing it because and it wouldn't be irreligious. It wouldn't be against the Muslim idea, you know, if you, I think, I think, I'll ask my Muslim friends if that's true, and I have so many, so many Muslim friends, I'm a very progressive guy, Um, but uh, (laughs) that's usually what (laughs) I would say. It
2: doesn't feel like there's that many of
1: us. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of Muslims, you you just joined up with a very big group, Um, but, um, but I don't think that your family, I'm sorry to say this, from my perspective, Natasha, you weigh in, I don't think your family deserves any special dispensation, I think your family should get, if you want, should get an invitation and you should do whatever fucking wedding ceremony you want. I'd be more concerned about involving your brother in the ceremony and making sure he feels welcome because...
2: Oh, 150%. yeah. You you know
1: what I mean? Like I don't think your family deserves any special hoops to jump through because they're not jumping through any hoops for you.
0: And you don't have to cut them off. You can still send them love and just kind of always repeat to them, you know, I know that I'm... I'm, i'm a different religion but i still love you and it doesn't really change anything and how i feel about you know so it's like if they have the issue with it then you know what can you do really
1: and another bit of advice i would have is when they send you the have you considered uh joining getting back with christianity you should send find i'm sure there is ask your husband by the way how religious is he
2: Oh,
1: like, not very. Okay. Like,
2: more – it's, like, more cultural than – So
1: it's not even going to be that then. intense of a Muslim wedding anyway. So what I would say, just do no. do the Muslim wedding. Do it his way because your way – I don't think there's a lot of fun stuff to draw on. But what I was going to say is when they start sending you that join back with the Christian stuff, ask your husband if, you, if he can find some similar literature that is used uh, is in Muslim countries to try to get people to join Islam and then start sending them similar literature back. Like, have it translated or something. And then every time they send you one of those, you just send them. You go, you know what would be really good is if you submitted to Allah, and then probably eventually they will stop talking to you.
2: Oh oh my goodness. Well, that's the thing is that I did tell them actually that you know I wasn't a Christian. So I've already started to get those, those messages.
1: Well, just let me, I would say... Brace yourself for a slight tonal shift when you say, it's not that I'm not Christian, it's that I am Muslim. I have a feeling things are going to get real real interesting real quick in your family. But
0: you do seem to have a good attitude about it. And, you know, it's like a loving relationship with this new guy and starting a family of your own that is open-minded and you know maybe raising kids together if you guys you know love everything about each other you share or you know you share a worldview enough that you want to do that i don't know it just feels like that's so much more important than like pleasing your family it's
1: so true it's like husband It's hard
0: to find people who you can like see eye to eye with
1: i totally agree it's like your husband and your new family is like this life ring that you get to jump aboard and not i'm not saying your parents are in your family are bad people although <laughs> that don't sound great, but I'm just saying like it's so it's such a gift to be able to start a new branch on your family tree that doesn't include having to like try to pretend to be something that you're not just make sure you grab your brother and swing him onto the ship,
2: yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly totally, and that that was why I actually ended up you know converting because I was in this limbo where like I grew up really, really religious, and then I was kind of like irreligious for years. And so then when I met him and we were talking about, you know, our worldviews and like eventually one day raising a family and
0: I was like, yeah, you know, let's, let's do it. No, I, yeah, that makes sense.
1: You said, let's do it. There is no God, but God and Muhammad is his prophet. My <laughs> brother's gay. Let's get married. Trump 2020. Well, we wish you good luck <laughs> by the way. And, uh, and congratulations on your engagement. Uh, and co- t- hey, will you contact us and tell us how it goes with your family when you tell them?
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we
1: want to know.
0: You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Shokran for
1: calling. Okay, bye bye. Okay, bye. Yalla bye.
0: Now we're going to call Becca in Toronto hello hey becca hi it's natasha and mosha and we're here with our friend chris (laughs) Dalia.
1: no we're not no we're not no we're not we're not
0: okay (laughs) we just wanted to see if you had any thoughts no we're not that's great great. (laughs) we're
1: we're by ourselves we are with our dogs
0: um your dogs that's good
1: uh, what's happening, Becca?
0: Do you follow Chris on social media? Um not really, but I do know his name.
1: <laughs> okay. I uh, see so you haven't checked yeah. Twitter lately. Okay. <laughs> Becca, oh, okay. What, what's yeah, okay. when you get off the phone with us, just kinda Google. But uh I'll but that's not sure what. Wor- that yeah, that's neither here nor there. Becca, why did you contact us?
3: Okay. Um so, first of all, I'm just going to say really quickly how big of a fan I am. I constantly have your podcast playing, like, oh, in my car, in my house. You're the best. Like what do you like most guys? about it?
1: I think she means who, um, do, you, who do you like most about it. <laughs> I, well, that's what I heard.
3: I love both of you guys equally. Wow. I think you are both incredible. No, but what do you like what do you like <laughs> most about the podcast?
1: Okay.
3: Um, I honestly love – like, I actually like the Secrets hotline a lot. I think it's really funny, and I think um, – I was actually going to do that, too, before I decided
1: to send in this. But <laughs> Becca, you're sounding a little thirsty. I'll be honest. I don't know that you really need um, our advice, but but we'll take it anyway. But I got some good news for you, Becca, since clearly this advice uh, you're asking is just something you concocted to be able to talk to us. Which you could have just oh written God. to the producer and said, I just want to hang, and then we would have met you on Cameo. But... Um, <laughs> But Becca, we just started. We're oh, gonna start dude. doing uh, weekly uh, se- secret dumps because mm-hmm. we got so many secrets. Oh. We're gonna start doing secrets only episodes. So look out That's for cool. it. Look out for I it. I will
3: be sure to do that.
1: Okay. So what's okay. up, Becca? Tell us your woes. Okay.
3: Yeah. For here. Okay. So um, I was ghosted by someone that I was seeing um, before, like COVID sort of hit our city, um, and I haven't. Honestly, I haven't stopped thinking about them at all um, or in the situation. It's just sort of been like this constant thought. Um, How long were you guys together? Sort of, um, we were together for about four months. So it wasn't super long, but it was definitely that's, long enough. Yeah, that that's enough. Time. Ghosting, yeah. Um, and so since it kind of happened, I guess I'm conflicted. And why I'm calling is I need kind of guidance with this um, is that I don't know if it's like COVID boredom that I'm just constantly thinking about this person. And I just have like all this extra time on my hands to think about him. Um, Or if it's me just like needing closure. Um, And with that, I think my fear with that is that as much as I want closure, I'm afraid of getting it because in order to get it, I have to um, give him back some power. Um, By contacting him. Yeah. By contacting him and giving him something that gives him a reason to, like, let me down again, kind of. And so I don't know if I want to do that, but I also feel like it's something I need. Um, but I don't know. Like, Well, I don't have know. you thought about what you,
0: what you want to say to him? Like, do you want to, like, do you want to have a conversation with him?
3: Yeah, I think I do, because it was a really, like, abrupt end. It, it sort of, things were going really, really well um, for a long time, and they sort of had, like, a really good progression to them um and then like a week into covid um when the regulations started coming um he was like oh one night he was literally just like oh i have to like turn my phone off for work um but i'll uh i'll text you tomorrow or whatever it was um and then i never heard from him again and that was the end of it so
1: you've never heard from him since
3: I haven't heard from him. At one point I texted him actually, cause at first I thought something happened. I was actually really concerned. Um,
0: of course. But, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah.
1: Wait, so yeah, you texted it, him and he didn't text you back?
3: Yeah. I texted him a few times. And the one time I texted him, I said, it was like two days later. I said, I'm kind of concerned. Like I just want to know you're safe. Like, can you send me a message or something? So I know you're safe. Um, and he didn't send me a message, but he blocked me on our social media. Um,
1: so was- <laughs> well, he did. To his credit, he did send you a message—a very, yeah, a, a very, clear a, message. So, are, are, are
0: you like, are you like, well, I did do that one crazy thing, and he kind of overreacted, or are you like just floored, like you have no clue? I honestly
3: have no clue. Like, I, I have mean, you considered, fun-
1: Becca, that he might have the COVID nineteen <laughs> virus. <laughs> And he needs to focus I on his health. I, I did
3: consider that. But then I thought when I told him, can you let me know if you're like, okay, that would have been his opportunity Listen, to be like, let me
1: just tell you what I, I think. COVID. This is what I think happened. You sent okay. that message Because I just think this guy sounds like a good guy. You sent that message oh, okay. <laughs> and he picked his thumb up and it's, he was on the phone and he read the message. He's like, oh, Becca. uh I have to tell her I have COVID, and he, he picked his little thumb up, and then he he right, he was losing energy. His his lung capacity was compromised, and then he just his thumb collapsed on the block button, and he's been in, in a respiratory coma ever since. Haven't you thought about this? Oh, no, I, I have not thought about that. <laughs> what do you think about this closure idea, Natasha? Because I well,
0: here's the thing: you can't force someone to talk to you.
1: He's yeah. blocked her on yeah. social
0: media and he yeah. won't text her back. What choice does she have?
1: Right. I don't. How would you even go about show getting up at this his house
0: and humiliate? I mean, do you have an idea, Becca, of what you could do? Show
1: up in a in a one of those three uh, M masks, a really hardcore mask. <laughs> Good.
0: I could do that.
3: Yeah. yeah. I honestly I thought about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No,
1: please. You go ahead.
3: I thought about. I actually did think about not like going to his house, but like sending him a letter and just like being really old school with it. But then I thought maybe he won't open it because like. I don't know if you can open letters because of COVID. So it would just be like another excuse for him to not open. But I have to not
0: communicate with me. But you know what? Know. Why don't you write the letter?
1: I like this. Why don't
0: you just write it and send it? Like, let's say there's a 40% chance he'll get it, you know, but still it'll yeah. help you. Like, you know, just just write it and don't expect anything back because it maybe that would help you a little bit just to process it maybe don't even send it but just like what is it that you want and maybe you will discover it might not have been like i love as it. great of a, of a relationship as you remember it and also don't be hard on yourself of course you're thinking about him of course you're obsessing about him who wouldn't be i mean that's
1: he sounds that, like a great guy no
0: it's awful that he did that <laughs> i mean from what i'm hearing it, it just feels like mm-hmm. it, it's so unfair too because now it'd be so much better if he was just like look i'm kind of thinking about Seeing other people, and I like you, but I just there don't think is, this a is a global pandemic,
1: out. but I need to open the relationship <laughs> up a bit. Well,
0: I'm just saying though, at least then you can like process it and then slowly move forward. But the way he did it, you like are still trying to get your bearings and obsessing about this thing and ruminating about every detail, and it's a waste of your energy too. So maybe a letter would feel good.
1: I am with yeah. Natasha uh, uh, up until one. P- well, here's what I was thinking when you were saying about the letter. I think you should write the letter because in reality when you say the words closure 99% of the time when I heard somebody when I hear somebody say they want closure what I hear in my mind is I want to talk to that person again I don't really want closure I just want to talk to that person one more time because I miss that person Closure to me is like a is kind of a bullshit concept most of the times I maybe sometimes people have answers questions that need answered you know like uh, why did I don't know I don't understand, especially when there's no like kids involved or legacy involved I don't know what an asshole could tell you that would make you feel like okay good that's good I feel like yeah. I can move on like okay. you know to de- being dependent there was i used to hear this I heard this great idea in um in A.A. I always reference A.A. but there's a great speaker that you we... don't
0: you only do it every podcast.
1: <laughs> well, I learned everything. Almost everything I know about my life. I learned in A.A. even though I left it. <laughs> um, so I've yeah, so I've, sto- I've stopped yeah. growing. Uh,
0: well, you're still sober, though. Oh. So you haven't really left it.
1: He said this guy. I remember he said his name is Bob Bazans, And he said, I'm I am. And I think it's applicable to what you're saying. He said, I am no longer a victim. I have been victimized. But I am no longer a victim because to me what it means to be a victim is that in order for me to recover from my uh, trauma or whatever, from my anger, my resentment, I'm dependent upon you, the victimizer, to come to Mm -hmm. me, the victim, and make it right. I I need that person out there who hurt me to come to me and make me... And apologize or, or give me information that will allow me to heal,
0: and if you really thought about it, someone mm-hmm. who blocked you on social media is not going to do that.
1: Well, exactly that's the next line, which is yeah. and he goes eh, 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 he goes, "But you're not going to do that. you're not going to come to me and because you're an asshole, right? Mm-hmm. you're not going to come make me better. So the only way for me to get better uh, for anything is never to depend on the person who hurt me to come make it right, because they're the kind of people mm-hmm. that hurt people. So they're not going to come make it right. Why would they be doing that? They're too busy hurting other people. I have to be able to get better from myself. It has to be an inside job.
0: Uh, and I, yeah. I agree with all of that. But I have one more question just for your sleuthing. Uh, do you have like a mutual friend? Yeah. Can you ask anyone like if
3: what's well, up? Well, yeah, like we didn't. We met on a dating app. So it like by mm-hmm. uh, just by nature of dating apps. Pretty like usually you don't have a lot of mutual connection. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um but yeah, I was, I ended up becoming pretty co- close friends with a couple of his roommates. Um, but. Like, I didn't really want to involve them because I felt like,
0: I know. Yeah, I know. Was made. no, no, no. No,
1: Becca, you're perfect. He's an asshole. There's okay. no information out there for you. There's no information.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying if she was nosy.
1: But there's no information. You already know why he did it. I
0: definitely am
3: nosy, yeah. <laughs> but you know but why, like, he why
1: he did it. Nosy, yeah. Has anyone ever ghosted anyone for any reason other than that they were just like done and were too selfish to tell you they were done? That's why people do it. They just are there, they want out of the relationship and they're not mature enough. Or oh, developed and maybe that's enough. what
0: they like about dating online. When to you don't it, have mutual friends, you 100%. can just do kind of... 100%. Yeah. Ew.
1: That's a big part of dating online. But really? you, you... then
0: I'm like, what's.
1: That's good. Like, I though.
3: understand putting in the effort for like a month to like get what you want and then like whatever. But for four months of your life to like go through that process, just on your end knowing that it's going to end
1: regardless like it feels so But they don't know. Nobody knows graceful. anything. They, nobody knows anything. No,
0: they just have all their apps open and they have like more chats that they're mm-hmm. have going on and maybe one that they were interested in. I don't even know. Or-
1: Becca, what could this person tell you that would make yeah. you what possible answer or information I got COVID. could they have <laughs> i got, COVID. <laughs> Dude, there's no I got covid there's no answer there's no answer out there that will make it oh, that will make you go like oh okay i feel great now so it's an inside yeah. job Get, you didn't do anything wrong nothing's wrong with you mm-hmm. it's a classic tale of it's a classic ghost story and you just gotta let stop letting him haunt you that's maybe that's why yeah. they call it ghosting because when they do it, they continue to haunt you. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, but there's someone else for you, Very Becca. Write that letter, burn it, and then
1: that's what I like.
0: go find someone else. Write
1: the letter, burn it, or, or, or hand it to your best friend with, mm-hmm. um, with his address and say, you decide whether to send this or not. If you think it's a good idea, you send it. Because it doesn't matter. Yeah. He ain't writing you back. If he ain't texting you back, he's not going to sit down with a quill and parchment and be like, my dad is Becca. <laughs> it has been nearly on true. four months since last we spoke
0: i have a feeling you'll, true, true. also you'll like start to think of other shady
1: things he did yeah it doesn't seem like a great person yeah
3: oh i already have like i already you know over the course of the form like from the four months thought oh yeah like there were certain things he did that
0: were and and, and the good qualities kosher. the good qualities that you miss like you'll find those in someone who's not a psychopath
1: yeah you got to get you mm-hmm. some some new covid dick mm-hmm. that's what i think Find you a new, get back on the apps, find you a quarantined boy, and uh, and ride, ride again.
0: Okay, good luck, yeah. Becca. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. I All really right. appreciate we'll, it. We'll
1: see you on the Secrets Hotline, Becca.
0: Okay, talk to you later. I'll send now. you an <laughs> autograph, too. Okay. okay, bye. Oh, thanks. Bye. Okay, goodbye. Ghosting. God, that sounds so...
1: Oh, Four I, months sucks. That's a long time.
0: But you're right. I didn't even think about that, that that is one of the a- appealing things to these guys.
1: But there's not... Actually, it's not that bad. I mean, you, you're see- seeing it from a more psychopathic place, but it actually is good. It's like, it's very bad when you break up with someone and both of you have all the same friends. That's why I, it took me so long to, to hook up with you.
0: No, I hear you. But I'm just saying, you know, that's pretty... That's pretty awful to like yeah. prey on women so that you can like switch it up whenever you want and you can like cut ties really easily.
1: Well, don't women ghost men too? I'm sure. Fuck yeah. I've been ghosted. But in
0: general, I've been Men ghosted. are worse than women, so.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, no, I'm with you. I, that is honestly difficult to argue. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Natasha, guess what? Yes? I would never ghost you you know why why two reasons one i have a package with a glass fantasy coming via fedex and i've got the tracking number and i want to try it before i go and two i love you
0: love you too